Moving on to the big show of the weekend. Not called White, but WrestleMania 33. Um, hosts, yeah, hosts for WrestleMania this year are The New Day, which uh, is definitely... That's I think taken the, an interesting turn, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, boy. I, I think the fact that The New Day are hosting this show really encapsulates um, the banana skin that WrestleMania sits on this year, that it has the potential to become very dull and annoying, much like a lot of their segments have lately. There, um, it's just going to be it's just going to be six segments with The New Day spread out through the course of the night, and every single one of them just involves them standing in a room, and then Ron Simmons comes in and says, damn. Yeah, I, I think if we get, if we get maybe... One segment at the start, the kind of welcome to WrestleMania, that's fine. And then we get like a comedy segment backstage, like you said, with all the, the the people they can find backstage to walk in and Ron Simmons to say, damn, if that's all we get, that's that's absolutely fine. Any more than that, I think it starts to really negatively impact my enjoyment of the show, because since they have been less about what weird stuff can we come up with new this week and more let's just hit the old catchphrases every single week that act has gotten incredibly tedious to me let's just hope they don't put them on the the raw after uh after mania because some of those songs could get pretty wild uh yeah um yeah I, the new day has um has clearly hit a peak um you know the the best times of them were like the fucking twenty minute just crazy monologue backstage where clearly nothing was scripted. Um, and since then, they've just become a, a, a merchandise machine. You know they've got the t-shirts, they've got um, all the different things they they're doing to, and, and it's selling. You know that they, they are probably, I imagine, one of the most. Um, successful uh, merchandise sellers in the company um but it's come at the expense of just them becoming really fucking tedious and boring and i really hope we don't get a, a half hour introduction to the show because a i've been to one of them live and they're really fucking boring and b this show is going to be seven hours long as it is and what we don't need is half an hour of the new day uh chat chatting about bootios and whatnot but that mm. might happen See, the um, issue with the New Day for me is that, and it's probably a similar thing to what John Cena kind of experiences, but kind of to a lesser extent, is that, you know, there still are the primary aim of trying to communicate with children and young people, and the New Day are beloved by the young people. Therefore, when they hear the catchphrases and the shtick over and over again, they don't get tired of it. They still love the New Day. Uh, And everybody else uh, who's kind of our age and in their 20s, uh, who probably grew up quite happy to listen to stone cold and the rock say the same sort of stuff over and over again uh now we kind of just like eh, you know what what have you done for me lately kind of thing so yeah. i think it's just a kind of clash of generations and, and and fans in terms of the way that they see the new day but if they're selling a shit ton of merchandise don't expect them to change anytime soon um, let, let's get on to uh, Jack has put in a couple of notes here uh, at the moment formally at least missing from the, the pay-per-view not fully announced are what we would assume to be uh, an icy title match with uh, Dean Ambrose and Big Barry Banter Big Breakfast Corbin um, that's been kind of building but not formally sorted out yet so is that a strong candidate for the pre-show do we think uh, I'd feel bad for them if they were on the pre-show I feel like that Feud yeah. has been uh, good. I think yeah, Dean has. Ambrose. Dean Ambrose has been on. Uh, I feel like he is a somewhat inconsistent guy. I feel like people fall in and out of love with him 
quite a lot, which I think is justified. I think he's on the upward trend currently. I think he's having, you know, good TV matches. I think his his comedy is less obnoxious lately than it has been. Uh, Big banter, I feel like, has been good in his role. They're finally booking him like a bit of a monster, which I like. Yeah. Um, I this this is a perfectly good feud that I feel like would would have a place on this eight million hour long show. Yeah. Um, I think there's no reason to relegate it to the pre-show. I mean, uh, especially since your main event's presumably going like either 30 seconds or like max six minutes. You know, like, like I, I don't think I, I look at this card and, and I, I don't see a bunch of log matches. So I would I would hope that A, they get on the card and B, it's, it's on the actual card. Uh, that would be my hope for those guys. The other match not formally sorted out yet is a SmackDown Tag Team Championship, uh, American Alpha. The feud they're working at the moment with uh, the team that I'm going to refer to as Creepy Usos, who are acting like a pair of fucking stalkers over on SmackDown. Um, They sort of did that match this week, but uh, it wasn't very long. The uh, dramatic emphasis was more on Shane's corpse ambling its way back through the building to make the announcement at the end of the show. Um, And the Usos won, which does, I suppose, set up them getting a shot at WrestleMania. And this is also one that I would worry about gets shoved to the pre-show. Yeah, that's got yeah. pre-show yeah. all over it. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, I, they, they, sorry, Barry, after you. They, sorry, no. I want to say they are doing uh, Usos and uh, uh, American Alpha again this week, so it is possible that uh, that they blow that off this week on TV. Like to have the American Alpha just definitively win, uh, and then you know I'm in the camp that the Hardys aren't showing up, but if they are. You could then have them uh, show up uh, to challenge American Alpha, have American Alpha do an open challenge or something like and, that. And, you know? and that, that, if that happened, that that would not be on the pre-show. No, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that would be main, main card stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. They'd get such a huge pop, the Hardys, if yeah. they were to return on Mania. I, it I would will, be great. I will say this. like, I really like this turn by the Usos. Um, I think it's made them the most interesting they've been in a while because, let's be fair... Oh, they're fantastic. They're, they are they're fantastic. face run was, was pretty one-dimensional. It's just, oh, here we come to the ring, here's a little dance, here's a little jig, and then whatever. Um, here, you know, like promo-wise, certainly stuff with um, what they're doing on Talking Smack... Um, there's a lot more layers to what they're doing um and like the hill work in the ring has been a lot more interesting um it is a shame that this has been relegated to yeah what i think will be a pre-show match but then i do also think at the same time that this match should have originally just been american alpha versus uh randy orton and bray white for the tag straps but that's a whole another story um the smackdown women's title match uh alexa bliss versus the smackdown women's roster um <laughs> we've got like two multi-women women's title matches on this show and this is the one where i'm not exactly sure what's going to happen a lot of people speculate because of the wording of that match that we're going to get someone uh, unexpected to show up and uh this is tied in with the fact that we know uh the likes of kelly kelly have been getting friendlier with wwe over the last while yeah. and having people worried that the big surprise is going to be a massive anti-climax with kelly kelly coming out uh, what do we think about this match i really like um alexa bliss's character as the heel women's champion on smackdown her matches haven't exactly been blowing me away but uh i really really like that character uh yeah i'm 
kind of cold on all on the SmackDown women stuff. Honestly, I like Alexa Bliss's character, but the matches have just been they've been pretty bad. Honestly, I mean the the yeah, even Mickey James has been not great since she came back up there. The, I, I, the where where the kind of bloom came off the rose for me with with Alexa was the tables match with Becky. I thought that was so boring. I thought it was so yeah. bad. Um, and and I love Becky so so uh, I don't know I was I was into the Naomi direction and then obviously like that and that wasn't their fault I mean that was uh, you know injury but um, but yeah uh, I I don't know I I I guess I mean I, I'm assuming a babyface wins here although we never assumed that with WrestleMania I mean the results we saw live last year fucking tell you not to assume yeah. anything with WrestleMania but uh, uh, I I don't know I I honestly don't really care about this match at all. Like, they've had their hand forced somewhat with the Naomi injury, so, like, I'm not going to sit here and, and critique them for whatever they actually are doing here. Um, at the same time, it's it's kind of is disappointing because, like, it does feel that the, the women's division on SmackDown has a little bit more focus and each of the, the characters or the wrestlers have had uh, more, uh, like, more time just to kind of i mean they've had to because of the ro- how thin the roster is in smackdown um, yeah like this this week on smackdown as we're recording this so the the smackdown two weeks before wrestlemania uh the first hour of smackdown so the first half of smackdown had only two wrestling matches and both of them were women's matches yeah so like it's it's a shame that um we're not really gonna get much attention on wrestlemania for this match but again, like it, it, I feel their hand has been forced. I mean, it would be nice if Naomi makes a return and she gets her win back, um, or she her gets her, her title back in hometown. That'd be cool. Uh, which I mean, I don't know what if she was the whole point of her was she was going to be going into WrestleMania as a champion. But like, if it ends up that she wins the belt in her hometown, then that that's that's a nice uh, way to end it. Then it does leave the, the bigger question about where Asuka goes and what they want to do with her. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Just like take six of them, put them, put them in a ladder match. We don't have a ladder match from Mania. That that'll do. The uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is happening this year, and uh, we've had three of them so far. And one was really good, the first one, and the other two have kind of been yeah. Um, last year's one live anyway was just uh, a big excuse for uh, me and Amo to make a lot of big breakfast beach ball banter Corbin jokes. Um, so yeah, that's I don't the, know. That's what we were doing in our section as well. We were doing the same thing for the whole. Yeah. And then he won. We're like, yeah, yeah. I'm Genuinely, blown- that got one of the biggest pops of the night. Uh, that was just Amo. It wasn't really the crowd. It was, <laughs> that was legitimately the highlight of his show. He got he got so emotional when he noticed that uh, there was a possibility that Big Breakfast was going to win. Um, but this year, I'm not exactly blown away by the prospect. Uh, the announced names so far are Apollo Crews, Mojo Rawley, Big Show, and Kurt Hawkins. Um, I feel bad even... for Big Show because he got himself in that shape for that Shaq match, and then it just it just hasn't happened. Yeah, the trim have, show has been a frightening sight on social media. Have they not um, even announced Dolph, Dolph for this match? Um, not according to Wikipedia as of today, but uh, probably by SmackDown tonight as we're recording this, uh, names like that will get thrown in. The big question that's been hanging over this the last week or so, considering he's returned to action house shows, is do they put Finn Balor in the Battle Royal? I mean, it would keep the Battle Royal interesting. I mean, a lot of people are expecting that comeback. Uh, but I don't think I don't know that he necessarily has a place 
I, don't... I, I think a lot of the motivation to put him on will be one because the guy really wants to be on WrestleMania by all accounts, obviously, uh, and the other thing would be to get that entrance uh, on WrestleMania. Um, That's going to be a long ramp for him to crawl yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, damn right. But uh, it, it at the same time having him in there makes it immediately obvious because there's no way do you put him in there in his first match back and he's not winning. Um, and then you so sacrifice Braun Strowman who. I mean, yeah. you, you could put a safe bet on him being the one that's going to win this match, and you it would be mm, probably dumb of them to not have him win this match, because let's be fair, they've actually done a really good job of yeah, pushing have- and protecting Big Strong Life to make him one of the more uh, kind of poignant parts of Raw on a, on a weekly basis, and he's been holding up his own. Like, he's been really good in, in everything they've given to him over the last few months. Um, and yeah, it makes sense for him to win this match. And it's one of those things like it would be nice to have Finn on the show because he's kind of clearly worked hard to get him back to this point. But at the same time, it, he doesn't fit anywhere. The only thing I could see is if they wanted, if they weren't 100% confident on Seth and his leg was to turn that match into like Finn and Seth versus Triple H and Joe because we still have the issue of Joe as well where he doesn't fit on the card. So you've yeah. immediately got Finn and Joe and what to do with them and you can't really have them in a singles match because there's no space. So there's a whole bunch of questions here that I don't know how they're, they're going to approach. Yeah, I think if Finn comes back, he's winning this. But I, I think any other decision, uh, bar Frosty the Strowman, uh, to win this, if there's no Finn Balor, uh, is dumb. Um, he's got a. They've been doing some absolutely great work with him, um, and building him up big on Raw. So he would be the obvious candidate without Finn Balor there. That's for sure. Um, it, it would be nice if I don't know AJ literally kills. Um, shane mcmahon this week and then shane's like oh i need somebody to go in place for this match and then we had finn versus aj that would be a good time that would be a good it, time. it's not gonna happen but no. it would be <laughs> yes. amazing don't tease us with things that definitely aren't gonna happen um we've got uh, a wb cruiserweight title match which could be the sneaky best match of the night um neville and austin aries um which dave Meltzer has been arguing yeah, it definitely has more in-ring talent uh than pretty much any other match on this show. Um, and if it's given time in front of a crowd that are going to be very receptive, uh, especially relative to other WWE crowds of the, the cruiserweight division, um, this could be really, really good guys. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, the, the, the cruiserweight stuff kind of broke me early on, um, two or five live. I just couldn't get into, uh, all of the raw stuff. Uh, I like Austin Aries an awful lot. Um, and, and Neville is great. So yeah, Neville's yeah, been I, incredible since he came back. Yeah, you talk about talk about a rejuvenated career. I mean, that's one thing to give the cruiserweight stuff its its due. He, you know, he has not been hindered at all by the fact that he's quote unquote just a cruiserweight. I mean, he's been very very good, and he's getting very over. So um, maybe you know, maybe this match and and WrestleMania will be kind of the beginning of a, of a fresh start for the cruiserweights. I think they need to ditch the the purple stuff. But uh, other than other than that, I feel like this this could be a uh, a good a good fresh start for them. Yeah, it could be like like last year was the real with the the unveil of the new women's title was a, marked a real reset for that division that had been really blowing hot and cold for the the year nearly it had been around um, since the the quote unquote divas revolution. So hopefully the kind of 
having a real standout match on a WrestleMania card is a good reset point for that Cruiserweight division that still has some like excellent talent in there and they still have very, very good matches um, when they're given time to do so and not just a couple of minutes on Raw that's then immediately forgotten about. I don't like um, Austin Aries as a face in this match, though. That's That would be my only issue with it. I think the match itself yeah. will be good, but I, I always prefer Austin when he's a bit of a dick. Yeah, I was going to agree there. Like, I feel that the, the styles might clash a little bit here um, because Austin has never been the most flippy-doo of, of the smaller wrestlers and Neville's for the purpose of being a hill has toned down yeah. a lot of that which is you know the right thing to do so i you know i i like i thought uh gallagher and neville last month was was uh was a four-star yes. match i thought that was a yes. great match yeah if they just go in with the kind of idea of just wailing on each other because they're both you know really physical strikers if they ha- like go with that idea in mind uh, i think this could be a really good match but i'm i'm not as amped up about this, um, partially because yeah, I think Aries is better as as, as a heel. Um, and- I, I think long term he will. Um, I, I think this is the feud to introduce him as a wrestler to the to the main card, and then I think the turn will happen once he gets away from Neville. Then, um, because yeah, I think everybody in their right mind just looks at Austin Aries and knows that in the long run he is better as a heel. It's like, look, in real life, he's a bit of a cock, and you can't really look <laughs> past that. So. He's been good on commentary as well. Yeah, he's been, yeah, he's been great. He's been he's been really good. Um, the Raw Tag Team Title Match, another three way tag team classic. I'm sure uh, the Club defending against Enzo and Big Cass and Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, this is also a match that I could see possibly knocked down for time to the pre show, um, or possibly a strong contender for show opener. If, as a lot of people would assume, Enzo and Cass are going to win the tag titles. Uh, I I didn't even. That's, this will tell you how tuned in I am to Raw. I didn't even know this match was happening. Uh, the club. I think I've just been a, a wet fart since they showed up. So uh, um, the, their best moments have been on Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's any fault of theirs though that they haven't really. Been, uh, I mean, they partially. haven't put them in the best positions and and really kind of made them feared in any that's, way that's true they they have been given mm-hmm. an awful lot of dumb comedy to try and get over uh which yeah. really took the air out of them last year which i um, think is just because they are naturally quite funny quite entertaining guys uh whereas in japan they were booked a lot stronger and they were fearsome and beating the living shit out of people and i i don't think that wwe sees them that way at all and i i think no. that's kind of hurt what a lot of people their their appeal of the club mm. is and that that's kind of why i don't think it's really translating very well at the moment i'm for me like i'm just happy enough that um the likes of carl anderson are, are going to be at wrestlemania and cesaro yep. as well uh considering he missed last year and was on the raw after mania so i'm glad they're on the card but it's definitely um kind of similar to the the wrestle kingdom tag match where like they just put this kind of uh three tag teams together and you had someone like tomohiro ishii who is legit one of the best wrestlers in the world who was stuck in a fucking tag match with uh yano and was just a complete waste of him and it's kind of similar here where you got guys like cesaro who could clearly be doing more else uh, doing more elsewhere on the card um so i yeah this is going i think like eight minutes and um i guess enzo and Cass are gonna win but i 
they've really I've really cooled off yeah you want to talk about acts that have cooled off um Enzo has just become really annoying because because and it's always the case when they take a character like that and they write for him and the material that they write is always awful uh and like the whole like emasculation of him with the the Lana Rusev angle did no fucking uh, good for him. Handsome Rusev, by the way, uses full names. Handsome Rusev, I do apologize. And there, like, that's an absolute travesty or uh, shame that he's uh, he's going to be out. Um, yeah. yeah, this is just uh, whatever. It's it's a thrown together match with some guys that I like and a team that I don't really care for anymore, who are probably probably going to win the titles. Enzo's yeah. kind of been exposed a little bit, and I'm not talking about that that skit where he was nude a few weeks ago or wherever it was. Um, he he's not very good, is he? Uh, and no. and there have been a few moments, like notably in that match with Cesaro about a month or so ago, where where he tried to kind of get thrown out of the ring and and then failed, and then instead of coming back into the ring, he then re jumped over the ropes, sort of hung there for a bit, yeah. and, and then fell out. And you just to look Cesaro, who's normally a very sort of straight working guy, just looked at him like, who the fuck is this guy that I've got to be working with today? <laughs> Um, we got a Raw women's title four-way uh, that, that was made official on Raw last night. Uh, it's Bailey versus Sasha Banks versus Charlotte versus Nia Jax. Um, I don't know about you guys, a little bit disappointed that this is a four-way and not either a singles match or a three-way. Uh, I, I think uh, Nia is obviously the, the, the sore thumb here. Um the, the, the kind of there's the, the bolted on so that you can have pretty much the entire division in one match. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's just but, ask the, the question: Why is this not Bailey going against Charlotte with Charlotte putting her you know pay per view streak slash title on the line? How is it that difficult? To uh, you. the, the so, idea that they had Bailey finally triumph and win the title. <laughs> I I know like, I don't even like I don't even get it's not even, it's not it's not even just that she won it on a random raw and Charlotte won it on a re- a lost her streak rather on a on a random pay view they they were both within a stone's throw of WrestleMania no one yeah, no one yeah. put their head, their hand up in a meeting and said hang on couldn't we just hold both of these things off until for like for like why, seven why weeks nothing it good was like seven weeks WrestleMania anymore you know what I mean yeah yeah. This is not complex stuff we were asking for here, you know? It's just, I like, the whole Bailey character and her booking since she's come up has not entirely surprised me, been kind of terrible. They were booing her a couple of weeks ago. Bailey! They were booing Bailey, who is, like, the most sunshine and light. It's fucking incredible to me. It's, ugh. Yeah. It's it's fair to say that the, the, the... how much I was looking forward to this match compared to last year's women's match is is massively drastic. So is drastically different. And you know, considering we have two of those women in this match, but the way that like oh, fair enough, Charlotte and and Sasha Banks last year had had a great feud that was slightly overplayed and was booked really weird in places. But like match wise, still somehow one of the better feuds in the history of women's wrestling in that company. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind yeah. of by by Which default. Is, is more a reflection on how low the bar was. Pro- but prior. like match quality wise, like most of those matches were really good. And um, like you could have easily either carry that on or you could have just if you had to unfortunately leave Sasha or have her with Nia Jax on on the pre-show saying you know that's a sacrifice you have to make it's Wrestlemania but doing this again similar to the tag matches like we've had we're having to throw people on um 
And, you know, we, we ended up back in the, the old kind of, like, WrestleMania 4 days where we had, like, 14 fucking matches on the card or something. And uh, it's, yeah. I, I was thinking more that this feels like uh, WrestleMania 2000 where there was just an, an, an urge to get everybody on the fucking show well, it's, whatever way that's a good shout actually yeah it's not as bad as that I mean, yeah, yeah when they had a lot match, of money that, they, they could afford yeah, that, to pay all those guys off yeah, we, that, we have a fair Wrestle- few singles matches on this on this card yeah that wrestlemania 2000 card had one singles match and it was the the the, the, ter- the terry match wasn't it terry versus oh the god yeah yeah but uh, yeah, I, I would have liked this to either be a singles match or even a, a three-way at a push. I, I I think maybe you could still have a good match out of this because it is elimination rules. If you get Nia Jax eliminated fairly quickly, have the other three girls that kind of gang up on her. Um, it it sucks for um, it must suck for Becky Lynch looking at this, thinking, okay, yeah. there's three of the the four horsewomen and they're all having a match, and then I'm I'm just nowhere near it. And I also think it's really weird they just blew off Charlotte's big feud that she's been having with Dana Brooke for all this time. They just had a match on well, Raw that, yesterday, we, and Charlotte we, just won it, and that was yeah. that. We were hearing as early as around this time last year that the plan for WrestleMania this year was Charlotte versus Dana for the title, and boy, oh boy, how that's changed a hundred different times. Um, hopefully, or hopefully, Evil Emma will just come out and wipe them all out, hold the belt up. <laughs> Are proud and just like, yep, bitches, Damn here right. I am. <laughs> um, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice, which I think um, I, I have been really enjoying the build to this this match. Um, I think The Miz is a guy who, even though he's starting to get the credit he deserves for the, the mic work he's been doing the last year, um, I still th- don't think he gets enough praise. Um this has been incredible. Even Maurice has been bringing the A game to the promos the last couple of weeks. Uh, how are we feeling about this match? And the big question that I know everybody uh, is asking, will the big proposal that's rumoured happen at the end of this match? I don't, like... I, yeah. would, anyone, would anyone seriously like that? I mean, like... I genuinely think it'll get booed. Oh, yeah, it's like, do you want... You do you want your chance. <laughs> Do you want your proposal to be met with chants of uh, of uh, John Cena sucks? <laughs> It'll be incredible. Um, what what do we think about? It? Have we been enjoying the build to this? Um, I it's been a bit. I've I've, I've I'm a bit tired of uh, of all the Nikki Bella. You're a bitch. You slept to the top, bitch. Uh, I'm sick of. That was one of the main reasons I don't really watch that much SmackDown anymore. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm not I'm not feeling it to be honest, but uh, I think it'll be a good match, and I and I think it's good for Miz who deserves the uh, who deserves the upward momentum. Mark, would you have preferred just a, a pure rematch of the WrestleMania 27 Classic? I was gonna say um, that that was for the title fucking six years ago, and now that was the main event whatever, of WrestleMania. Whatever I mean, match. I mean, again, I I was there for that match live. <laughs> Mark, I was there. Robinson should be your credit on this podcast. Dave, make that happen. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'm not particularly happy about that. I mean, the the only thing that ended up being worse than that that I've seen live at WrestleMania was Rocky Johnson coming out for half an hour with a fucking uh, flamethrower. A flamethrower. Wrestling Vintner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw The Rock. I always forget I saw The Rock versus Eric Roman live at WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> Never forget. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm... I've really enjoyed the the Miz. Um, you know, they're still clearly building to the Miz versus Daniel Bryan 
which will never happen, but like the, the way they've kind of intertwined John Cena and, and Nikki Bella into this, maybe he'll propose. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, I think. Yeah, you that, do. We know what you do. Uh, he, he warms my heart. What can I say? This could be interesting. Uh, Maurice hasn't wrestled as far as I'm aware in a good number of years now, so I'm hoping that she's uh, been training away in the performance center. Um, so that could be, I don't know, we're going to have to, I presume, hope that Miz and Cena kind of hold this match together. I'm presuming Nikki's going to be on her way out soon because I know she's all banged up. So, like, this is going to be a good way for her to go out. Brie went out last year at Mania. Nikki can leave this year at this Mania um, if she wants to. And, you know, that, that'd be nice. And, yeah, uh, the idea of Cena proposing in the middle of that ring uh, at WrestleMania, I'm not sure about that. I don't know if they... What a mark. <laughs> well, look, I'm just, just saying, you know, what that crowd can be like. Yeah, I know, but just who proposed... Seriously, I hope he doesn't do that. Um, the I, th- I think next up we'll talk about what is uh, the official Alan Forel main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> that, is, that is Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. Brought uh, to you by that, Alan Forel. Yeah, a match that Al, our, our friend Alan has been uh, like excited for by some distance relative to the rest of the matches on this card. Um, and I have been excited for it in one respect. I think if AJ Styles come out here, comes out here like Kurt Angle at King of the Ring and just legitimately tries to kill Shane McMahon, I think that could be very <laughs> entertaining. I also think of the current guys on the roster, there is no one better equipped to get a good match out of Shane McMahon than AJ. I think it looks a lot like Shane has been getting in some decent shape for this, and he's not just going to be just a da in sneakers at this. Yep. Um, so he's really seeing the challenge of AJ Styles. I'm very glad for everyone's health and safety that his original plan to wrestle Brock Lesnar on this show did not come to pass. Um, <laughs> that was a thing. I didn't that know that was, was a thing. That was a, that was a thing for a long time, yeah. Oh, uh, Christ. That was, that, that was a, a, reportedly, that was nixed by Brock himself. It was like, the fuck am I going to wrestle Shane McMahon? Um, but what do we think of Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles? Uh, high ceiling, low floor kind of thing? Do you know what? The build has actually been very, very good. Uh, I think, like, the whole, you know, will he get a title shot, won't he get a title shot, every hoop that has been put in front of AJ uh, by Daniel Bryan and Shane, he's jumped through and, yeah, you know, but- he, he he finally wins his number one contendership and then Randy's just kind of like, no, no, actually, I, yeah. I, I do, I do want to be in the title yeah. match. So I think he's got a legit argument against Shane. Yeah, that's in this that's why I'd, I'd agree with you if the bill, that the build was good if AJ was supposed to be the baby face. Yeah. But like uh, Shane is the baby face. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to really reflect though when we watch this match. Are people really going to be booing AJ? I don't think so. Well, people like Shane McMahon an awful lot. Like, people are going to be cheering AJ Styles, but I, I don't think this is going to be, uh, they're definitely not going to boo AJ, and they had better be prepared for a possible hostile reaction for Shane. Barry, what do you think of this match? Um, I, w- I was one of those people who was kind of not on board with it at first. But, I mean, the closer it gets, the more I realize that they're probably going to have a bonkers match. It, it may well steal the show. Um, uh, I mean, looking at this card, I mean, my my bet on stealing this sh- the weekend for WWE would still be on the NXT matches. Uh, but uh, this one would probably be in the conversation as well. We know, we know AJ is going to try his best. I mean, this... This could be the closest we'll get to Kurt versus Shane 
you know, with modern shade. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think anyone else is going to get it out of him because he's just so damn old. Um, uh, and, and and also, like, was it that good to begin with? Uh, you know, it was all very spectacle-based. Um, all, I, I just know that he, the WrestleMania match last year was bad, and then he jumped off a tall thing, and that was fun. But the match yeah. was bad. And then the Survivor Series match, like... Oh, I <laughs> fuck that happened, he, in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. I he completely was, forgot that happened. What I mean, that? like the thing about the Shane McMahon, right? When people try and tell me that he's a good wrestler, right? Here's the thing about Shane McMahon: his offense looks dreadful, yet simultaneously he always legitimately punches people in the face, which yeah. is like the the inverse of what a good wrestler is supposed to be. It's supposed to look good and not hurt. You know what I mean? It's like so, like for Survivor Series, he just like he punched a bunch of people in the mouth, got blown up, and then nearly killed himself taking a spear. So, and that was great, in fairness. It was a great moment, I won't lie, but it's like, I just hope there isn't a legitimate casualty in this match. Remember um, when he beat up Randy Orton and the legacy? Yeah. That was that all three of them by himself. That's still and, like, the that's still the low ebb for Shane, for me. Yeah. So, um, uh, I don't know. I think high ceiling, low floor is a, is a good way of summing it up. Yeah, As I in, he'll remember. jump off a high ceiling and break his back on a low floor. Like all, all I gotta say for this match is that I trust AJ Styles more than almost anyone else in the world to get a good match out of Shane. But also, I remember Shane once had a pretty decent match with X Pac on a WrestleMania, and that was eighteen years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> let's <Fucking hell. laughs> let's not think that this is going to be a, a Matt Classic by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, moving on to Matt Classics. Uh, the big dog, Roman Reigns, is going to take on The Undertaker on one leg um, <laughs> by looking at Undertaker's movement from Raw last week. This could be... Uh, Roman has been having some really, really good matches and has uh, just still been getting the torrents of abuse uh, towards him, even though he's really, really gotten... Um, like People compare him a lot to John Cena and the abuse he was getting for still being green a couple of years in. Um, Roman Reigns is a lot better at his stage in his career than John Cena was at his, but uh, I suppose the, the, the promo... Uh, the difference in promo ability is is probably the the still standout difference between the two of them. Uh, what do we think of this match? Is this going to be one of the matches, one of the years where Undertaker does not necessarily show up uh, fit and ready for a classic? Look, he he looks so old. Oh because he's fucking old. Uh, it, but did it, you yeah. did you see him on Raw? Yeah, who did he, he, he choke slam Strowman and then did he hurt himself because he looked yeah. really angry for a few seconds? Yeah, and then he, he and then he remembered like I need to turn around and feed the spear. Yeah, he was he was limping pretty bad. It was it was it was kind of um, it's it's worrying. it's getting to the point where he stopped looking like a grizzled old wrestler and now he just kind of looks like an old guy. Yeah, it's it's absolutely that, and it's one of those things where like people that. Um, Goth people like Robert Smith of the Cure, for example, in his sort of twenties and thirties, <laughs> looks looks point. really cool as like a goth person. But now he looks just a fucking state when I see him doing his thing live. And it's the same here. Undertaker in his twenties and his thirties got the kind of zombie gothic gimmick going on. Looks really badass. He he just looks a mess now. And really, for me, um, just turn Roman Hill, have him beat Taker in five minutes. Let's just fucking do this and 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 double down on it, make him a hill. It's not going to happen because it's going to be nope. him and, and Brock next year, so I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Do you know what? 
I think when he shaved the hair and he just had like a mohawk, he looked better than he does now. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he's back the, in. What, what was the the mohawk? Which one was that the was, mohawk for? That was 2012, the Helen So match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh match. yeah. And what a match! What a match! Because he did the whole thing where he came to the ring with that like really weird gothic hood thing on, and yes, then took it yes. off, and and like there was like a thunderclap when he revealed the mohawk, and like Triple H even sold the the reveal of a haircut, yeah. and that was really cool. Whereas now he's kind of grown it back in, and and it's dyed so badly black. Like everyone's seen the old guy in their town, like in his sixties, seventies, with the with the dyed black hair that's kind of stained in the back of his blazer or something. So. Yeah, it's not a good look for him at the moment, is it? Are, are we all leaning towards the, uh, the the likelihood that Roman is winning this match? Uh, I think, yeah. I think Roman loses this match. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. I really, I am going to have the Twitter.com cracked open in front of me, and I am going to just revel in the reaction when Roman wins this match. It is going to be quite something to behold, I think. He's um, not winning this match. On, on it, I don't think he's winning this match. If if Taker goes another match at Mania, then he's not going to win. Then Roman's not beating him here. If this is Taker's last match, then yeah, I think there's a chance. But if he's fighting Lesnar again next year, I think he wins this. I definitely see the logic behind that, but I also see the logic behind, you know, Roman. And what they want to do with Roman, and that he's going to be in the main event with Brock next year. And I think the first step to doing that is having him beat The Undertaker. Um, and then probably beat uh, Frosty the Strong Lad at SummerSlam. Um, or Goldberg, yeah. I don't know. Uh, move on to uh, a match that for the longest time I wasn't really massively into, but I think in the last couple of weeks they've started to course correct. And uh, on the DKP we were talking about how possibly Seth re-injuring his leg might have been the best thing to happen to the Triple H-Seth Rollins feud um, because it's given it a, a bit a bit of extra heat and um, Triple H has really been... Um, doing quite well in his uh, in his storytelling building up this match how are we feeling about this mark you want to go first um mm, not thrilled yeah i'm done I th- I think it would be excellent good. analysis mate thanks <laughs> I-, I think this match would be good i i think that yeah. hunter ten- tends to get good matches when he's really bought into a guy like i know that he really likes seth and i think they really believe in him so wh- when you've got that kind of faith in in him i think then hunter will bring the best out of him in this match and you're right the the re-injury and stuff and the fact that they're they're making it i think is an unsan uh, unsanctioned match now yeah it's gonna be which like a street fight they could be hitting each other with gimmicks and you know he doesn't have to be doing too much seth rollins which is probably for the best at this stage anyway because no one really knows what state his knee actually is in um because it's kind of hard to tell between work and shoot at this point with that injury so yeah if they're if they just beat the ever-loving shit out of each other and leave each other laying in a pool of blood or maybe not even blood but just beat the piss out of each other then i think from a spectacle perspective i think it's going to be perfectly watchable and maybe even pretty enjoyable in parts and if seth beats hunter one two three in the middle of the ring with the pedigree at mania uh after maybe even hitting it with a sledgehammer or something i think that's quite cool yeah very yeah 
Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I, I like the idea of them, it being a gimmick match. I hope I hope Seth is, you know, in a position to have a match and he's not he's not yeah. coming back prematurely. I, I, I think the word was that it would be around the time of WrestleMania that he'd be 100% cleared. So I think maybe the smoke and mirrors match is just in case he's like 80, 90% as opposed to 100 that there is that room to do the smoke and mirrors if needs be. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and you know, but the thing, I mean, Triple H isn't exactly a spring chicken either, you know. So, no. uh, uh, but I, I think it'll be good. I mean, look, Triple H, he, he's very hateable. He's very easy to um, uh, to hate. Rollins, and I think Rollins needs an opponent like that because he ate he ate yeah. a great babyface. Although at the very least, you know, this time he's coming back from injury and they're keeping him a babyface. So, <laughs> so com- I, I think. Com- th- the, the the best babyface booking they've done of him so far was last week. Uh, I talked about this in the DKP with the lads um, there a week ago, where we had uh, Triple H basically verbally beating up on Mick Foley because everybody knows the best way to boo Triple H is to have him assault, uh, verbally assault Mick Foley. It's been working for 20 years. 20 years. Um, so um, when Seth came out to come to the aid of McFoley, I think that was genuinely the biggest babyface pop he's gotten since that really half-arsed soft turn they did for him last year. Um, and Triple H's interview segment with Cole this week has been really was really really good. I thought as well. Um, as was so, the moment when he's seeing Mick Foley out of the building and he's just kind of leaning yeah. on the <laughs> wall great. like an absolute dickhead kind of like <laughs> wannabe high school jerk just like have a nice day and then looks so happy with himself as Mick shows himself out the exit and I swear to god like they're looking at each other eyeballing each other and both trying not to laugh because it yeah. was just so great yeah, my my key issue with all of this is it's pretty much since been since the the original face turn of Seth Rollins and the the, the logic behind it doesn't make any sense for Seth as a babyface and he's been slowly but surely trying to to turn the babyface character into a full on babyface character but there's still just that remnant of wow 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 I was your chosen guy now I'm not you stabbed me in the back and it's just not yeah. the best motivation. Um, yeah, I th- I, I yeah. think this if if we get a good smoke and mirrors match uh, with a lot of plunder, Seth goes over uh, um, and and it's a good match and he gets the clean break from Triple H. Then I think then we have uh, Rollins set up as a proper babyface finally once he has this feud behind him. Um, moving I think on, to- he, does he move on to a feud with Joe after this? Because I quite like to see yeah, some probably. of those matches. That'd be a good time. Uh, moving on to the three matches that I think have been a. Uh, on the books for the longest time that have had the the, the, uh, the significant build going into them. Uh, the first of these is for the WWE United States title. The former best friends, Chris Jericho, is defending against Kevin Owens. And this is a feud, I don't know how you guys are feeling about it, but I think this is a feud that by the time WrestleMania will have come around will have gone on roughly two weeks too long. Because I think the whole festival of friendship and the turn and Jericho costing Owens the title and the first week or so after uh, Owens lost the title were incredible uh, building to this match. And this week and hopefully not next week, but uh, this week on Raw that we just watched and the, the Raw Before Mania, it started to lose a little bit of steam, I think. I don't think so. I loved the segment this week. I thought Jericho was really good. I think they used stuff that, you know, actually happened. Um, so therefore it had an air of legitimacy about it, you know, the real yeah, Kevin that, Owens and all that. That's fair enough. I, I just think it didn't have the 
like the feel of these two men are going to rip the, each other limb from limb feeling that it had right after the festival of friendship um what, yeah, what's your take Jer- on it jericho has he ever given you that i'm gonna rip this person limb from limb kind of feeling like he is always whatever version of himself he, he's playing at the time so I think his kind of whole like rock star shtick, whatever gimmick that he's doing at the moment doesn't really lend towards I'm going to rip you apart. Whereas KO just coming down, beating the piss out of him, doing his pose over his prone body, I thought was fucking great. And I think that adding the spotlight as well for uh, Owen's promos has added a layer. I've really liked those, added a layer of intensity when he was doing the promos on Goldberg, sitting on the chair with the spotlight and agree. The, whole, the spotlight is finally on me has been has been great for him, and it's good to see him actually getting because Kevin Owens and formerly Steen is at his best when he is just a terrifying monster repeatedly assaulting people uh, that was when he was at his best in NXT that's when he was at his best on the indies a lot of the time uh, Mark what's your take on this Jericho Owens match like I mean it's been building uh, pretty much since uh, last Kevin, summer yeah like since SummerSlam and, and when Kevin won the title um, uh, I don't know when like the plan was made for this to be the match because obviously you know Kevin won the title because uh, Finn w- was injured um, but it, it's come full circle in a good way there's a nice like it's become a nice tidy package uh, there's been some good long term booking with it um I'm fine with the fact that Kevin lost the title because um, I wasn't expecting him to ever come into this match with the title. And I don't think the match even really needs it. It doesn't even need the US title. I mean, that's that's a complete afterthought, really. Um, but this will be good. Like, the only thing concerns me is that the obvious booking for this is to have Kevin win. And because it's so obvious that they might go, oh, fuck it, we'll have... Um, we'll have Jericho win, and then we'll have uh, we'll have Kevin win the next night on Raw. We'll do a yeah, rematch because they pretty did that much with, with AJ last year. Yeah, and they did this with uh, with Jericho and Ziggler a couple of years ago after SummerSlam as well. Um, I believe Jericho is not around for the summer. I think he leaves. He leaves in May, so he's got at least one more pay per view left. Yeah, and that makes yeah. me even more concerned that uh, Jericho would win this match, and like really, Kevin should just be winning this. And if they do a rematch, and just completely make him like him and Joe as this dominant force, whatever they're doing with them um, and and Triple H. Um, uh, and I, I've seen I've seen the the idea of a of a tag team name for them, which I really enjoyed, which was Paul's Beefy Boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get that going if we could possibly I, I guess you could do that or K Joe or yeah whatever uh, yeah like uh, he should win this he should take the US belt and um, and then he's kind of set for the summer and, and this makes him like really really strong he keeps him really strong um, so yeah this is you know it's one of the, the better booked matches on the card and and I will you know Jericho's obviously lost a step over the last couple of years last year's mania is an obvious example of that but um I'm sure he'll if the plan is to have KO to have Kevin go over strong that he'll do everything he can to to make this yeah. match as good as it, it can be it may not be the best star rating match but it might tell the best story of any match yeah, on the show absolutely um, uh, well, that Barry... video package they put together is going to be awesome yeah and my name for the suggestion of uh, Joe and uh, an Owens tag team is Sam Owens. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. good. I like it. They're very good. The Samoans. Uh, Barry, your your take on this match? I, I, I think it's uh, I think it's all kind of insane. I, I agree with what everyone uh, has put out there about these two uh, festival of friendship. I mean, I think that was one of the best TV segments in in a long time. 
so they have that standing to them, and uh, yeah, I don't, don't have much else to contribute, really. Uh, the SmackDown uh, title, the WWE Championship, is being defended by Bray Wyatt, uh, and he'll be taking on Randy Orton. Uh, this was, for a long time, the best slow burn angle uh, leading up to WrestleMania, and then it just threw a fucking wobbler a few weeks ago. Uh, that started off with, I think, my favorite silly segment uh, in a <laughs> long time, with Orton burning down the, the shack with Sister Abigail buried under the no floor. No more slow burn after and, that. Look... <laughs> Uh, I think in isolation, I really loved the absolute ludicrousness that was that segment and Orton throwing up his pose as the shack burned down is, I think, the image of 2017 in wrestling for me so far. But um, that kind of is where the steam started to come off because I thought they'd been doing really good um, with with Bray. They they had him win the title in the Elimination Chamber, looking great in doing so. Um, and they had him. Was it Cena? He beat clean then on the on the following week SmackDown. Cena and AJ it was a triple threat. Um, so he they were doing really well with him for a while. But I think uh, that Shack burning down and then the the following week with Bray rubbing ashes on his arms and stuff like that. It's been it's been kind of strange, Barry. What what do you make of this? Uh, I liked. I thought it was an interesting use of Wharton. Um, it's the most interested I've been in his character in a long time. I think. I thought it, you know, yeah, and it was like they, they weren't making it clear. Like, is he actually brainwashed? And is the story going to be that he's breaking the spell, or is he working them all? Which is what it turned out to be. And just so, I think I, maybe I think maybe it was perhaps a bit too long. I, you know, yeah. just somewhere along the way, I just kind of lost interest in it. And I think that that ties into my losing interest in SmackDown. It was you know this becoming more central and this becoming more drawn out. I I just kind of lost interest, unfortunately. Uh, the other thing I will say though is that I cannot believe this will be like the fifth year of Bray Wyatt on TV and the big conclusion to the Wyatt family drama, all the dissension, all the teased breakups, the big blow-off to that whole character is probably going to be Randy Orton pinning Bray Wyatt for a Mm -hmm. championship. Uh, Luke Harper, nowhere to be seen on this show, and uh, uh, yeah, and Eric Rowan just off in the ether. Uh, That's kind of hilarious, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think long-term the right call would be for Bray Wyatt to win this, but yeah, I have the sneaking suspicion as well that Randy Orton is definitely winning this. But I think of the two world title matches on this show, this is definitely going to be the better one in terms of actual wrestling, we'll see. Yeah. Um, less sweaty. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely less sweaty, definitely. Um, the, the, biggest, Mark- the biggest shame I have is that Bray Wyatt last year on SmackDown, they, they toned down the, the more goofy parts of his character and had him yeah. a little bit more kind of based in realism as much as you can do with a, it was a, yeah a, more like more like his nxt character yeah yeah kind of and like i yeah i thought that the inclusion of randy orton and how they were doing that was great and when they won the the tag titles i thought yeah this is excellent this is what they should do and then as i said like them and american alpha i thought for for, for mania would have been great it would have been a great way to elevate um American Alpha, and clearly it was like the most fun that Orton had been having in the ring. And I think he said on a, a couple of uh, interviews that like they were kind of bringing out a, 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 a fun side of him in the ring. And um, and I wasn't that upset when it clearly w- they were going for the this as the championship uh, picture. And certainly, as you said, Dave, like the the image of him standing there striking the pose over a burning shed was 
I mean, that will stick with me for a long time. And uh, I thought, okay, we've gone fucking full tilt with this. Um, this is great. And then it's just gone back into the usual kind of voodoo nonsense yeah. with with uh, with Bray Wyatt that just it just strips all believability and all just anything that you can kind of grasp onto. Um, and yeah, like I've I've just completely lost interest in this match, and uh, they had me, you know, they had me f- right up yeah. until the last couple of weeks. Just until he struck a pose. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, I I do think as well. Um. It was it was about time to give Bray a go with the with a world title. Um. I think I still think they really missed a trick. Uh. Because they had built some serious momentum into his feud with Cena, just having him lose at WrestleMania that time, and then that feud got really really terrible. And every so often they'll rebuild Bray Wyatt and then just not pull the trigger on him. So it's good to get to see him get a run with a belt, but. Uh, it will be sad when almost inevitably Randy Orton gets another win and uh, wins this title at WrestleMania. Top baby face, twenty seventeen. Randy Orton. Yeah, Jack, your thoughts on this before we move on? Just so with Bray's character, do you not think they kind of sometimes just back themselves into a corner? Because when they do these sort of mini Bray reboots, if, as you alluded to just a second there, Dave, there's always the point where they they kind of get to think, well what do we do now with bray like he has that sort of ethereal um strange even voodoo-esque quality to him and they always lean on that as a crutch of when they want to ramp something up and make it you know really serious or or worthwhile or whatever Mm. and they kind of go too heavy on that and i i just that kind of as you said mark as well just the strips the believability out of it and it's sad because the guy is so so good on the mic and and for somebody of his stature to be as important as he is in the wwe as well i think is is kind of really cool um him along with kevin owens obviously so it, it it's it's difficult it's difficult to know what to do with bray and i i would love to see bray just win this match um kind of blow this feud off and then like genuinely just have one of those moments where it, it is again like a reinvention and they have him battle somebody else and and have a different yeah. set of ideas and yeah that. i i do think that character's at his best when like he comes off like the, the psychopathic preacher where there's like there's an air to him that he definitely doesn't believe the shit he's saying that's just his brainwashing tactic and you know that it's a it's a manipulation game and a mind game thing with him that he doesn't buy into his own magical bullshit which is why it's really like when he comes out and does the the aimless rambling promos um and when you have things like the the, the shed burning down where there's an actual sister abigail and 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 shit like that that makes it just go oh they're just trying to be 90s undertaker with him where he's gonna a spooky say, magical dude and that stuff barely worked in one the 90s. time one time that works and it is mark calloway and like it's the best and worse gimmick probably you can think of the undertaker and 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 trying to do it again with with bray just it it it, in 2017 it just kind of falls flat my only other thing to add is that i feel like the randy striking the pose in front of the burning sister abigail should replace you know the the meme of the dog in a room on fire it's just like (laughs) this is fine this is fine yeah yeah that 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 should totally replace that with you know like something goes terribly wrong but there's nothing you can do to stop it so yeah just strike a pose in front of the flames did you guys uh did you guys see the uh the mixtape uh cover for randy orton's yes uh, yes yeah dropping the hottest mixtape of 2017 (laughs) great 
Um, I love that joke. That joke never gets old, that mixtape joke. To introduce the, the, the main event here of WrestleMania in the year of our Lord 2017, I want to refer back to uh, a tweet I saw from a member of our own panel here. Barry, I believe you had a tweet at the time when it looked like this was the direction they were going, where it was something, to, I don't want to take the words out of your mouth here, but something effective. When I look at that WrestleMania 20 match between Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, what I immediately think is those men need to be 13 years older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's because, because, like, at the time they were still like relatively speaking in their physical peaks. Yeah, but uh, man, Goldberg in in the Royal Rumble, man, it, it obviously he was told to go out there and do like two things: eliminate Brock and then be eliminated. And the the thirty seconds between those two things happening were rough. Like he he's, was he was blown up, <laughs> and he didn't know what he was doing. Like, ugh. Yeah. Um, so I. I I don't know what this is going to be. I mean, this could be two yeah. seconds long. I, I'm, you know. Yeah. So we've got Bill Goldberg defending his universal title against Brock Lesnar, accompanied, of course, by Paul Heyman. Uh, and a lot of interesting things going into this. Um, I am on the uh, the side of, I personally loved that Survivor Series match. The, the pure shock of it, getting everybody talking. Uh, and just the, the the small little part of me uh, that was a Goldberg fan when I was a kid, actually seeing them uh, do Goldberg right for a couple of minutes um, was awesome. But the longer he's been back, uh, kind of the more he's shown that oh, main event of WrestleMania is a couple of steps probably beyond him at this point. Um, I, I see, like, it, obviously because Brock's the guy that's definitely going to be sticking around. Um, Brock is probably winning this, but if it's going to be Brock and Roman for the title next year, the implication of that is that it's possible that Brock is going to win the title and hold on to it for pretty much a year. Um, because I don't know if you're going to be building up that Roman and Brock match. Are you going to have Brock lose the title and get it back intermittently or have him lose the title and then Roman win it? It's, it, it sounds very messy. Well, um, he's, he's done now with MMA. So like, yeah, he not by his choice though. No, yeah. obviously not. Um, circumstances, regardless, like he's in a position where um, I don't know, like when his contract's up, whether it's like from April to April. But you know, he might as well. I, I think he's got another year because I think he signed a three-year extension around the time uh, just after he beat the Undertaker. Okay. So, like, I mean, they had him hold the title from SummerSlam till Mania. And, you know, they did a pretty good job of making the belt feel important and for when Brock was around. And, you know, Brock... The, the problem with that was, though, it was one title at the time. And what you're going to leave with now is one brand that has a title on TV all the time and one that doesn't. There is that. And, like, Brock does suffer from the, the law of diminishing returns. and He definitely does. I, and I feel that's even at this point now, that is, is an issue. Um, well, because you're also running out of Brock matches that you can throw to me that I would be interested in seeing now. Yeah, He's yeah. pretty much run through and had a feud with everybody that I really would have liked to have seen him with. Um, well, I mean, I would I would like to see the likes of Joe and Kevin Owens, but like the, I feel they're just going to be fed to him, which I don't think yeah, does anyone yeah. any favours there. So uh, this match never needed the title. This match didn't really need to happen as far as I was concerned. No, the, the world, I, I, I have long been in the camp of the world title should have stayed in the, the Jericho-Owens feud. They, that needed the belt more than this one did. Um, this already has the freak show WrestleMania main event draw of two very well-known names. Well, here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. 
is this going because this is the big question yeah like, what is... is the main event of wrestlemania because i it's think this. i think it's going to be roman and taker i think uh, it's going to be brock and Bill. yeah i think yeah, it's brock this, and this Goldberg. match is the the main event well the only thing i say is if this match is going no longer than say two minutes which it doesn't fucking does, does deserve to go any Unf- longer unfortunately mark i think this is probably going about 15 minutes oh i don't know if it is i don't know if they can do that this will not we, go longer than six minutes. I hope it doesn't, but at the same time, this is like like three of us have said here, and um, if this is the main event of WrestleMania, I, I I I don't know if they like it would be by some distance the quickest main event in WrestleMania history if it went five minutes or less. Yeah, um, I, I, I know. I'm not going to. Very, I'm not going on. to die on this hill, but. Goldberg and Lesnar is the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, let's be fair; they've had a few WrestleManias. I mean, last year's, for example, was a fucking disaster. Um, I just but I then last year's t- as bad as people say because I, yes. I still yes. don't think I, yes. I, I don't I don't think it was as bad as people say. It was. I hated it. I hated Jack, it. Jack, it was... Having been there, having all three of us having been there in the building, people were streaming out of that place as soon as the match started. That, that was Orton Triple H levels of tedious and poorly executed in terms of a, a, a match plan and build up yeah. and, and I, I only recently for the first time watched that back on the network and they significantly dampened the microphones for that they the sheer levels of contempt uh, somewhere between contempt and indifference that the crowd were showing to everything that happened in the ring uh, didn't come across quite as much on tv now, as it uh, did. yeah no not to me either which is why i i didn't think it was as bad but like if you guys all be in there like you you, you probably know better than i do now, i in, watched it in my room where i could lie down and be comfortable and chill I, out I want and to lie down. now in fairness <laughs> Goldberg and Lesnar will not have the issue of a crowd that is uh, quiet or disinterested like this will be rowdy for the two minutes that it goes. I just, I don't know if you can have this match go on last in those circumstances. Uh, Barry, your take on Billy Big Time? Uh, I'm very confused. I honestly don't know. I feel like they... Because I I think it it can't... Mm. Hmm. It, I don't <laughs> think exactly where I am. Like it, it can't go five minutes, but it can't be the main event if it's going five minutes either. But the other thing is, uh, first of all, I think Brock is winning. I think that's the obvious pick. I think everyone's yeah. on that yeah. that wavelength. So if Brock wins, I mean, do you have him redeemed by killing Goldberg in like seconds, or at some point do you have to say, okay, look, these two have to have an actual match at some point? Um, I don't really know. I honestly, I, 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 I'm not into the Goldberg thing. It does nothing for me. I have no WCW nostalgia at all. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, my, my I think... WCW nostalgia was completely sated by that one match, and now I'm fine. So let's just get it over with. Now is where I'm at. Right. Yeah. So, so it does nothing for me. Yes, I am intrigued because I don't know what it's going to be. It's a so morbid curiosity. It... Yeah, I'll give it that much. You know. Yeah. It is WrestleMania, and a lot of WrestleMania is about spectacle, right? It, this will yeah. definitely bring spectacle, I although will. given the length of the ramp at WrestleMania, I suspect that Bill Goldberg would be long since blown up before he even gets through the ropes. Um, well, well, their entrances will last longer than the actual bell-to-bell time oh, of this that's, match. That, that's an interesting bet. And actually, thinking about that's it as well, because yeah. this is the same place where Mania 28 was, and yeah, yeah I, like... 
I'm pretty sure Charles Robinson is still running to the ring. So, <laughs> yeah, Goldberg doing that. Oh, boy. This could genuinely be a match where the entrance uh, entrance is, is longer than the actual match itself. Yeah. Maybe they come up with a gimmick to get Goldberg to the ring. Yeah, exactly. The the final before I go into the the final little quick thing to to wrap things up, I, I want to get a prediction across the board here. If we were to go uh, guessing based on the card as it stands for the WrestleMania show, do we think thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle? I'm going to go to Barry first. Put him on the spot. Oh, you have put me on the spot. I don't know. Like, there's so many variables. Like this match. Because the other thing as well, right, we're talking about about uh, uh, length. I mean, look, if it goes long, I feel like it is going to be detrimental to the match. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. There's the Undertaker variable. You don't know what you're going to get. I'm actually going to – I'm actually. I think we're not going to get a good Undertaker match. I think that he looked so no. bad at the Royal Rumble. So that's and, my pick for that. Raw, yeah. Uh, so, like, on paper, I think it has a lot of potential to be a good show, but – with the Goldberg and Undertaker thing, I think those are your potential swing matches. In the same way last year's one, I was like, this card looks kind of mixed. I think the Dean-Brock match will be the swing match. If it's bad, it'll ruin the whole card. If it's good, it might elevate the whole card. And, you know, we were all, everyone was bored to tears by that match. It was nothing special. And I think that severely, that was, like I said, the swing match that kind of turned the card uh, in the wrong direction. Um I think this will be a one-match show. I, I, I think Owens and Jericho, I think, might not have the heat in the building that, that the build-up um, would suggest based on the fact that, that I think they're both going to kind of be faces. I don't think anyone's going to want to boo Owens. So I think the one match that's really going to save it will be Shane versus AJ. Uh, and given the length of the show, I don't think that's really going to cut it. I, th- I, I think this might be another thumbs-down WrestleMania uh, uh, for me. Uh, I'd happily be proven wrong, but... Um, a lot of over people on this show, and a lot of matches with uh, some people who I just don't think could go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go based on similar logic to Barry, where there's a lot of matches that could uh, be big swing matches. I think this is going to be like a solidly right dead in the middle, uh, thumbs thumbs in the middle, because uh, I think for every match that will swing as being a good match, there's the possibility of another one being an absolute garbage fire. But I do think there's a lot on that show that will bring the kind of spectacle of WrestleMania. I think the the, the you know that main event is pretty much all spectacle no substance um so i think it will be pretty much solidly in the middle it won't be as unbelievably tedious as last year i hope but at least myself and mark will be sitting on some comfortable couches with some snack food i will have prepared earlier in the evening um, nice. so it'll be a much more pleasant experience uh in that respect uh we'll go with jack jack what do you think thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle uh i think thumbs in the middle is a, is a fair prediction to be honest mate but there are some matches that like could genuinely be pretty good. Like you've already mentioned Jericho versus Owens. That that could be pretty good. I think Bray versus Orton has the potential to be pretty good. I think Neville versus Aries could be good. I think um the the three way tag team match with with uh Cass and Enzo and Cesaro and Sheamus and Gallows and Anderson, I also think that could be good. And I think the four way raw women's match could be good as well. So I think the key for this show uh, keeping people engaged is all about pacing and how much they maybe break things up with like new day segments, although not leaning too heavily on that sort of thing. And it, it just all is to do with the match order. I think if if you get the wrong last few matches, I if you have a bad Undertaker 
uh, Reigns match that then goes into a bad or short Goldberg versus Lesnar match, then I think the last two matches on the show could then negatively impact what people think of it. So I think, yeah, it's it's all to do with a set list style um, setting these matches up uh, for... I think that will affect whether people think of the show or not, to be honest. Mark, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. I, I will say this. I think that nothing on this show will be as good as Okada versus Omega. How about that? <laughs> An excellent shout. A, a bold call. Um, the the final thing I want to do, and we do quick round table here. Um, I want everybody to predict two names of people who will either get called up from NXT or just show up as a surprise because we know they love the the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. They love to make it one for the hardcores uh, to introduce some new people, get some new shit going, kind of shake things up. Um, And this year, SmackDown will also be in the Orlando vicinity, tape the night after, so we might get some surprises on there as well. So we could get twofold surprises. Um, I'll go around to everybody, uh, come up with two names that you think uh, you will see show up on Raw and or SmackDown this year after Mania. Uh, I'm going to start with myself on this one, then go around the table. Uh, My excellently bold prediction uh, is firstly going to be Shinsuke Nakamura. And uh, secondly, I'm going to go with, uh, I was saying it earlier on the show, the revival showing up on SmackDown. Um, actually, possibly both of those acts showing up on SmackDown, I think. But uh, we'll go with Jack first. I think the Hardys show up on Raw. Um, and I think, because it, it, I, I don't see them. I mean, it would be a dream kind of thing for them to go onto the WrestleMania card. But I, I don't think that it's the right thing to do necessarily when you have all of these guys who kind of been busting their ass, you know, to get to this point for the year. Um, so I see the Hardys on raw and I see Shinsuke on SmackDown. And I think that is going to be his spiritual home. Uh, I, I really hope they don't debut Nakamura on raw, to be honest. Yeah, that's what, that's exactly my thinking on that. Um, Mark. Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss SmackDown. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I owe you a coke if that one comes to pass uh, Barry uh, I'm going to say Shinsuke Nakamura no I take that back I'm going to oh. say The Revival on yeah. Smackdown Yeah. and I'm going to say on Raw Kurt Angle as a new GM Hey. Oh, that's a strong shout. Right. Interesting. We do have a vacancy for the general manager. I think that's that that's list. what I'm thinking, and and I think there's a huge question mark around Angle wrestling again. GM role lets him get on TV, and you know if 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 the medical goes the right way in six months' time for SummerSlam or whatever, they can. I mean, he can do a smoke and mirrors match with Triple H or someone down the line. I think that'll be I, an interesting role for him. He, he I, does I, have, I have really experience see... as a general manager. He's done it before, so he's yeah, perfect. Crazy for the role. wheelchair, Kurt. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I would love to see the the one the dream if if Kurt could physically hold up for it. The one I'd love to see is the America versus Foreigner feud. I would love to see Kurt Angle and Handsome Rusev. Yes, that could be <laughs> in, absolutely incredible. It'd be even better if uh, Rusev was still full Soviet, but I imagine it would still be amazing anyway. I will um, say just quickly as uh, secret option C because they have nothing else to lose, lose with them at this point. They might as well just put Hideo Itami on two or five live because. Uh, yeah. You know he's uh, there is really no no point of him sticking around in NXT much longer to get dropped on his head um, by one of my other call ups. So fuck it, just bring him up. 
Well, what if, he, if, what, if, what, if, what if a Tammy gets called up and then Rick Moss drops him on his head again? <laughs> if Riddick Moss gets called up onto 205 Live, I feel there might be an issue there. I don't know, man. I see a Tommy getting called up to something and then just getting injured on the way to the ring and that being it for six months again. He'll get injured picking up the phone at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're going to draw an end to proceedings here for Link to the Cast. Giant Size Annual, uh, the preview of WrestleMania 33. I'd like to thank the uh, the guys here for joining me. Uh, Mark, obviously, my usual co-host at Link to the Cast. Uh, Barry for joining us yet again, braving another chat about the graps. And exactly. Uh, yes. Jack Lazell, um, want to thank you guys sincerely for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have you guys on the show, and it was much less argumentative this time than our Game of the Year recording, <laughs> I think, and about half as long, which I think is yeah. ideal. Um, so thank you guys. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, links are in the description and everything like that. I am way too tired now to do the usual plugs at the end of the show. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next week for uh, a proper Link to the Cast episode. So uh, bye. <laughs>